Welcome. This is SB Pod. You prayed for Stanford, Steve, and he's he's made it. I say he's made it because I can see him, but as I can't he, see you though. Oh, let me let me turn my camera on because you you want to get a look at this. Yeah, I need I need I need to see you at the t- trying times like this. Uh, here I'm right. I'm here for you, big boy. <laughs> this is day what of you being in charge solo of the of the three of the three youngsters. Day too many. We had a little uh, in between. Mom was home for a day back on. We're good. We're 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 good, though. We got swim practice out of the way. We got last day of daycare tomorrow. Early pickup doctor's appointments. And of course, big swim me. So we'll uh, say our prayers. We'll, t- we'll we'll get it done. So the net net is he's he's alive, and so are they. But don't stop praying for Steve. <laughs> We're fine. Is it swim meet number one next week? For us, yeah, um, yeah. We do the the. There's a weekly one on Wednesdays for the younger kids. So that's where we. Uh, you know, we're going to attempt to dive in for the first there we time go. And, and get going. So uh, practice was about the dives today, trying to count the strokes for the turn. You know, we got a we got a five year old that wants to do it. So love she's that. ready to go. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. We we were your we were your home for swim meet pods last summer. And um, we our ours are underway. And um, mm-hmm. my girls, my girl's been at it doing well. Um, that's been fun. Watched. Watched a little a little sparky today. I think six and under got halfway through, looked up, and that other end of the pool must have looked like it was a hundred miles away because my guy, he was ready to tap out. And there's there's beauty and an entire pool deck willing, mm. willing this little guy to the wall. And when he got there, the roar, <laughs> I think he got out and must have wondered, what did I do? Well, you finished, man. You finished. It's very key for the parents to be on the side where it's supposed to end. So at least we finally get there. That's the learning tip number one that we learned last year that I will figure out. Is it 25, 50? What, how big's the pool? Uh, you know, it feels like we're always stepping in, up in class with the pools. So it's good to know um, uh, where the race ends. I will give you that for the first time or swimmer parents out there. And for the first time or swimmer parents, boy, you're in you're in for some fun. It's a it's it's very involved. It's it's great to see. I don't know, man. It's, it's a cool deal. Smiling faces. Energy. I love to see it back. Everybody back together. I love the energy of it. I'm, and, it and it comes from the kids. And it just it goes right through everybody. I absolutely love it. One million percent. Couldn't could addictive. Couldn't agree more. So is happiness, you know, and, and mm. you just tap into some of that summertime vibes. Good vibes only. Swim swim season. Go get them tomorrow night. Uh, you were you had a you had a Costco run, huh? Oh no, I haven't attempted it yet. I got the list from the swim team of what I need to. I'm like, do you? I don't own an 18 wheeler, like. <laughs> How many pallets of Gatorade are you asking for? So uh, I'm going to attempt tomorrow to take my first trip to Costco uh, for the stand. Good thing is the first homie isn't until Saturday. 18 wheeler. So, um, Love it. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. This this order is is incredible. But like I said, the youth, the energy, uh, the carbs needed. 
I mean, we'll 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 be head to toe in, in what you need Saturday morning for our first homie. We got breakfast sandwiches, burgers, dogs, everything. Uh, it don't come so, cheap. Uh, energy don't. Yeah, come on by. Ener- energy ain't free, man. Energy no. energy costs money, so you got to fuel yeah. them. Love it. Uh, all right, so prayers for Stanford Steve have worked. Um, been a busy, busy, busy time for us before we reach a little tap out time. Um, mm-hmm. Championship season in full swing. The Stanley Cup final gets going on Wednesday. Just taped a segment with Steve Levy, which was really cool because forever he and Coach Melrose have been covering the Stanley Cup final. And as he said, he said, for tw- whatever, 20-some-odd years, it's me, Barry Melrose, and Tony Florkowski. Florkowski. That's the yeah. name of a producer, legendary, Legend. legendary producer. He said, it's us in the bowels of the stadium. He said, today I walked in with a little more swag. I got rights holder on my badge. I got a, I got a desk, and I got a chair. And he's got an ear-to-ear grin. And there's a lot of people at our place that love that sport. But, but you know, he and uh, he, Bucci, Linda, Cohen, obviously, I don't, I don't put anyone ahead of anyone else, but I think of the people that have covered the sport for years. And it just makes you smile when they get a crack at it to be to have a chair and a, and a desk um, to, to cover the Stanley Cup final. And they'll have the they'll have the stage all to themselves because yeah. whether the NBA finishes Thursday or <sighs> Sunday, <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's table that Sunday thing. One way or another, the Stanley Cup final will have have the championship stage to itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to be here Sunday. Let's just tackle it right now. Let me just let's just let's explain to you all out there as jobs go. Like we've acknowledged this. Ours beat pretty much all of them. Yes. We sit around and watch sports. No one's complaining. Hmm. I'm going to complain a little bit. <laughs> See, Sunday's Father's Day, and we're supposed to go Danny Ocean. And uh, if there's a game seven, just like there was with Boston and the Miami Heat, on Memorial Day, if there's a game seven, we got to come back from being Danny Ocean. Mm-hmm. And so we knew game six at home in Boston – Miami was a lock because it meant that we'd have to come back to work. So if you want to if you want to pay off your mortgage, just bet on Boston on the money line game six because they're going to win for only one reason. And that's so me and Steve have to work on Father's Day. Well, two things. Okay. I feel for you because you're the one with the estate in another state. That's down the ocean, uh-huh. and you gotta, you gotta, you know, be on your A game Sunday night, <laughs> you know. So I can't, I can't uh, like you, I you can go, but you, like you said, you can go to the starboard and annihilate crushes all day, and just put on a floppy hat and sit there Sunday. Correct, <laughs> uh, but it's it's good for everybody. I feel like, but if we're gonna spin this to the NBA Finals, I told you in the elevator. After game four and the Warriors win that game in Boston, that's a game that felt I felt like championship teams win. Mm-hmm. And I really felt the air out of the sails. Boston was resilient all year. And a couple things on that was just they hadn't lost, you know, too straight. 
They were, you know, undefeated after a loss in the playoffs, obviously, with that stat. But then you see they're 10 and 9 in the playoffs after the sweep of the Nets. So it got to my thing about this whole NBA Finals, about everybody was picking apart the Warriors' road and, and saying they didn't face as tough a road as, as the Celtics did. And I kept going back to the Celtics didn't face the Bucks without their other all-star. And then the Heat weren't healthy for maybe all but one game. Right. No, so, no Tyler Hero for a lot of it. No no Middleton for the Bucks. And, and that's in the past. I think we're here. I, re- I agree with Windhorse. He came out with you after the game last night and that flight for Boston back home last night. I think they got to be sick. They get those stats. The Warriors go nine for 40 from three. Steph doesn't make one and they lose by double digits. That's a tough one. That, that, that's a tough one. When, you, when you're a team that prides yourself on defense and saying that we have the better team and it sounds like they're more of we didn't do this, yeah, you didn't you didn't do more of what you needed to. And that's what worries me because now this is the ultimate back against the wall. You know, mm-hmm. now you're in your home crowd. Like how how fast does that home crowd, you know, get restless as opposed to having that emotion where you need it? That's where it's scary for me for the Celtics if you're gonna rely on that kind of stuff, because now you got the best player in the series off his worst game. He's not going to not make one three-pointer in game six. I'll say that. Uh, that's that's a given. He was so good in game in game four. Incredible. 43 points. Came on SportsCenter with us, and he admitted. I mean, he admitted that, that, that he was so demonstrative early on because he felt like he needed to be. You know, he mm-hmm. hit a bunch of threes, and he was out there wilding, which he typically doesn't do, just hooting and hollering and yelling and screaming. And he wanted everybody in Boston to know they were, you know, they weren't afraid. And he was awesome. And they got that one. And then he was lousy. But Andrew Wiggins was fantastic. And I'm really happy for him. We talked last week about do people, it seems like more people root against teams and NBA players than root for them, which is an odd Mm -hmm unique thing to that sport for whatever reason and Wiggins when you go number one and you're you, you get labeled as being something less right he's just soft doesn't care a stat accumulator on a crummy team well not a, not every easy to lay easy to label those guys Scott I agree with that's what I'm exactly you know? I'm going to say because yeah. you know very few of those guys ever get and traded into an opportunity where they get to prove you wrong and they get to prove that they're more than that. And you're allowed to become more than that. You're allowed to grow. You're allowed to mature. You're allowed to become more than you were when you were thought to be less than. And so I'm just I'm just excited for him to have see him have a stage and then to see him shine on that stage. Because as Tim Legler said over and over after game five, Golden State doesn't win this game without him. And as great as war as Curry was in game four, they, they don't win that without a couple of uh Wiggins putbacks where he had 16 rebounds. rebounds. Yeah. So he had 16 rebounds and 13 rebounds. So he's been great. Jason Tatum is is been it's an odd series for him. Wiggins has been checking him a lot. Feels like he puts it on the floor and 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 finds himself getting doubled and caught in the air a lot, turning it over a lot. And Boston's offense is bogged down on occasion. 
this isn't me trying to be critical of them because they these are a very evenly matched series. Golden State's not markedly better. It might take seven games for them to show that they are, and they might not. Boston could still win the next two. No doubt. It's early in the in the progression for Tatum and, and Brown. Um, still, even though they've been on, they've been at it for a while. Uh, I, I don't feel like this is, I, I, you know, legacy series and whatever. It's it's just if let's say let's say Golden State goes in there and wins, and Tatum has a game where he turns it over a bunch and shoots poorly. And people are going to look at they're going to do that box score thing. They're look at it and go, huh. yeah. Yeah, look at look at these numbers. And it's not like they're going to say, does he stink? No, no, he's 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 superstar. Shut up! <laughs> don't mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. But the nitpicking starts because getting on a stage this big, you can do one of two things. And if you win, then you become you know you're goaded. And if you lose, then people start finding reasons to to poke holes. I don't. I I would hope people will be smarter than that with Boston because. As young and talented as they are, this isn't the end of anything. But it's I, it's been an entertaining series. But you know, bet every dollar you have on Boston on the money line because you'll see us on Father's Day. And it's and it's really true. And people could say what they want about Draymond, but him coming out with you last night and saying and admitting this is going to be the toughest one to get. That that that's what we that's why we watch. That's why these guys play yeah, because the, I mean, it's, it's here all that for that. I, I was looking at the things. I, I think the Warriors are to a hundred games, but I know the Celtics have over a hundred games played this year. And now you're, you're here, man. Like I just can't get over that stage for those guys and what they've been through and the road and the Knicks and the injuries and, and that stuff. But, but it being that close, um, you know, and and I, I I hate to say it, but if we do get to Sunday, I I think about the beginning of the other night, and then I go back to that Cleveland game when they beat the Warriors when they got everybody back, and you know LeBron gets that, but that was a, not a pretty fourth quarter. It was horrible. No one could that, no one could score. <laughs> that's where we we we'll, we'll get to, and everybody, you know, Game Seven is the best thing in in in, in sports and. You know, it's been said forever. It's just a matter of do you have the wherewithal to get there and then, you know, let the chips follow they may. It's 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 why we watch, it's why they play. It's 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 awesome. That's why the man in the arena is my favorite speech. The man in the arena. I mean, that's truly you you are in the arena and it's not the critic who counts. Uh no. uh come Thursday night in Boston, and then we'll see you for game seven on Sunday. Happy mm. Father's Day, everybody. The only two dads dead sober on Father's Day. There you go. Die thirty. Who, who wins? Who wins the Stanley Cup? We'll be splitting pretzel rods watching the game. Crunch, yeah, <laughs> just eat eating a to talk Costco diet cokes and pretzel rods for the boys. And Everybody a, else have a great and the, the Costco tub of uh, peanut M and M's and industrial oh, yeah, industrial size. That. Get another one. I got. I got to get another getting one down. Like you're having to dig down where you get up to your elbow in that thing. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. 
As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. You like the Avs wagon uh, or you like the championship DNA of uh, Tampa Bay? I'll tell you what, I, I can't ask more for a matchup because I've been a believer of this Avalanche team for a couple years now. When I first saw McKinnon, I'm like, this guy, and then talking to people, you know, living in New England about McCarr when he was at UMass. And there was an awesome story about him there at UMass, and he was thinking about going pro, and his college coach came in and he said, I'm going to tell you why you don't go pro right now. You need to dominate this level. And he comes back, and UMass does it. And then he gets drafted, and he goes thrown right into the playoffs. And you see that. And, and he was good immediately. And, oh, immediately. And Sackick being the guy, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for that E60 feature to come out because that was hockey, man. Like, we played NHL 94, but then that Avalanche Red Wings thing was real. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not going to get that hatred anymore. I, I don't feel like with the guy with the way uh, guys change teams, but to see this avalanche team build towards this moment. And then who do they face oh, old uncle lightning there and, you know, possibility of point going to play game one. It's everything you want for in a Stanley cup final. It really is. And I get it. It's not the, TV market teams, whatever. Who I don't cares. Care. It's the same thing last year you, when you and I talked about the Bucks and the Suns. I don't care what the TV market is. I am dialed in and won't miss a second of any of these games, and I'm fired up for it. Yeah, and I, I love what Tampa Bay represents. I think mm -hmm. uh, we talked about this, I think, last week. Uh, I, just, I, I just love Cooper's whole yeah. – just the way he carries himself. There's a – I don't know. There's a belief bordering on the thing I always talk about, competitive arrogance. But again, they've earned it. Um, and they're just impossible to get rid of. And we had Stamkos on after they tied the series with the Rangers at four. And I asked him, you know, if if you're if all you've been through is going to reveal itself somewhere, where would it be? And he said, one of these road games we will just somehow we figure out a way to win a road game, which they were going to have to do at some point, obviously, to win the series. The Rangers had won eight in a row. And then what do the Lightning do? They go in there and win game five, go home, win game six, and guess what? Here we go again. A mm -hmm. chance to a chance to win their third. I don't care what sport you're in. I, I I don't like winning three in a row in anything. There's a reason it hasn't happened since the Lakers. Yeah. Cause it's it's just impossible to to do, particularly now when dudes can go and you can cash out. Hard to stay hungry. So much more outside noise and chatter and this and that. That 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 group. Is um is spectacular and they're an underdog. Stamkos after they won said, "Look, the Abs are the best team." And um, you know, talking to a couple of Capitals I know, um, they were they said, "Look, man, Colorado was just they're a lot, they're a lot." And you know, these are guys in the sport that clearly they would have a better sense of it than than I would. Um, but I mean, when you've got the best, if you, let's start with this. Big 88, who's just a mountain of a man between the pipes. Start with him. You have a massive goalkeeping advantage. Um, okay, that's a good place to start if you're an underdog. And you've done it two times in a row. So this is all that you're talking about. Just in terms of a matchup, um, it, you, you couldn't ask for a whole lot more. And 
if it, I think if Tampa Bay wins, it's an absolute blender and a grinder. And if Colorado wins, it might just be that they're the F1 car that just just boat races the lightning. It's hard to it's hard to envision it happening. But if somebody's going to boat race the other team, I think it's Colorado doing it to Tampa Bay just because of the way they're kind of constructed. And you're Mr. Underdog and you're saying the favorite. That's scary. No, 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 no. I'm, I, 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 there's only one side to have here if you're betting it. You have to take the lightning on principle. Oh, okay, okay. You have. You. Have, I'm just saying if, if if you know what I always say. Like if 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 I, if so and so wins, I think it's a grinder. So if it's mm-hmm. a long grinder series, I just I just presume it would be Tampa Bay because that's they're going to just look around and go, yeah, another one of these. Yeah, we've done it. Uh, just looking for three in a row here. No big deal. Uh, agree. Speaking of grinders, what are, what are we looking at for a score at Brookline? I have no idea. I think it's going to be very- no clue. No, I've never been there. I've never been there. Me um, neither. Um, that's shocking because you're a golf insider, as we all know. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like that part of the country, though. You're New England. You don't like Boston. Anything north of Connecticut's Canada to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't tread, I don't tread those borders out by Groton. Um, <laughs> my, my Connecticut geography is, it's a very inside joke, but I just don't know much about the state I lived in for a long time. Uh, it's I, all I know is it's hard and, uh, reports following the no laying up guys on Twitter today. They were, they were reporting that there's already a bit of a sheen, which means mm-hmm. that that golf course is going to be firm and fast and it is going to play just the way the USJ wants it. The greens are tiny. It'll be, it'll be very difficult. And I, you know how much I loved covering this event. We used to have both opens. We used to have the U S open and the open championship. And now uh, we have neither. And so it's a blast to watch, but it's so odd not being there and not just wandering around, finding a group, going and walking like you and I did out at uh, Southern Hills. Yeah. Uh, I was watching today. I was like, man, I was, I was just right there. And and it's it, you gain you gain a greater appreciation for what we're what they're up against when you're you know boots on the ground and you can't replace that. So I no. I, I, don't, I haven't got a clue. I just think it'll be difficult because it always is. Um, I'll be really happy come Thursday when they start playing so that we can talk about that instead of correct. Let's play our thoughts. Talk about the tournament that's being played. Yeah, because it's because it's the national championship. Okay, and it's, it's good for it's, Kepka. Yeah, I I agree, but. I think on Tuesday, I think John Rahm's sound. Awesome. Couldn't agree more. Uh, awesome. The Cliffs notes from Rahm were, look, a 54-hole a a shotgun event isn't a tournament, okay? Um, it's an exhibition, and I prefer the way we played for hundreds of years, a 72-hole event against the best in the world. He was not dismissive of those that have chosen to go the, no. the live route. He just explained why, for him, no thanks. Rory McIlroy, again, eloquent. Last week, he was great in saying when I've made decisions strictly for money, they typically haven't turned out well. And then on Tuesday, I thought he was great again when he said, hey, was I wrong about all this? Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong to take these men at their word when they said they weren't going to do it. And again, he the thing that I that I find interesting about all this is that the guys that are and the Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, John Rom camp are able to really clearly and articulately explain their position. Mm-hmm. And the guys that are not or, or on the live side, you know, Mickelson's just said nothing 
Nothing. Just I understand. I appreciate that there are different points of view and I respect them. Uh, okay, cool. But w- any anything else? They asked him if he was ever going to if he ever thought about playing on the tour again, if he was going to be able to. And he talked about the relationships he's had like, all right, we, we got it. It's just it, it's it's not possible for those guys to articulate a way what everyone understands. Mm. Listen, yeah. it's a massive topic of conversation anywhere I go. I went and I played golf on Monday. I, I walked. How'd you I, play? Quit again. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Golf sucks, and I hate it. Okay? It's so difficult, and I hate it. Also, it was really hot when I played. Yeah. I mean, like, really hot. But wait. <laughs> I go to this go to this swim meet tonight. What, walking in, the guy's like, hey, what do you think of the live? I'm like, I don't know. It's a 18, it's a 54-hole shotgun. I don't know. You Scramble. How long is it going to be interesting? Everyone knows. Everyone knows that Charles Schwartzel made 4.75. Everyone knows that. Yep. Do you care? Did you watch it? Everyone knows he made the money. How long is that interesting to you? That the same guys are going to play each other, and next week it'll be in Pumpkin Ridge. And what I'm getting at is that no one can just say, look, man, they offered me $200 million and I took it. Mm-hmm. Now we're growing the game. How, just Answer me this. How? In how? Because you're playing at Pumpkin Ridge next week. They played there before. Growing it how? Just tell me how. Because I'll listen. I just tell me how. You can't. So you just say I appreciate that other people have different opinions, and then John Rahm and Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas and everybody is really articulate about and able to explain why they're doing this. Having said all of these things, more people will go. I said this last week. More people will go. And Jay Monahan of the PGA Tour had better figure it out. Mm. Because just banking on loyalty and hoping guys are going to be loyal, hope's not a plan. You need to have a plan and you need to articulate it to these guys that are going to the mat for you to figure out how you can better compensate them for their time because that's really what markets do if there's if there's a competitor that that leads to a need to correct what your the compensation to ensure that that your employees remain with you it needs to happen now because it because it can you don't need to talk about well we're going to look at maybe increasing purses down the no 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 you just figure it out figure it out because if you don't then what you're going to end up with is a very slow drip and a bleed of of maybe not the best talent, but enough recognizable talent that what you end up with are two very distinct tours um, that are wholly unsatisfying to the people that want to watch the sport. Um, but it's agreed. We got a U.S. Open coming on Thursday. Yeah. So no question. Yeah, man. Your kids ages nine. What do you got? Nine six four. Yep. Who's six who four? Would, who's got the toughest yep. gig as a teacher? Nine six four. Yeah, of a teacher of the kids. Okay, so right, Charlie. Would you? My, my, my would youngest, you the four year old. Would you take ten million dollars? Could be, could be nudity. Four year olds for a year. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Every day, 8 a.m. 8 what to 3. What, yeah, what, what time? Circle How many time. nap times can we get in? A little sharing. Bro, I would just, I would just bring, I would, I would, I would, with my 10 million, I would buy however many kids there are iPads and we would just fire up Peppa Pig. <laughs> nah, dude, I'd get that ABC thing that teaches you stuff. We'd, and we'd, we'd have the on. best, See, we would have the best by four-year-old kickball yes. team in the yes. world. That's what we would have. We would. And, and yeah, and they'd also. They'd, they'd also <laughs> I, I tell be, you what, ten million here. Uh, we're buying Chick Fil A. We're buying. They'd we're be buying McDonald's. We're gonna yep. be eating like our lunches. Let's yeah, but go. They'd, <laughs> they'd be they'd be device dependent though. They'd be device dependent dependent. They'd be morbidly obese. No, you gotta get that outside time. Frosties and nuggets on the day. daily. Oh uh, no! We, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, we get them. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna I'm see in. you around about that. Do, um, you want to, do you want Scott as your teacher? You check. <laughs> he only wants four year olds, though. Four. I, I think they'd be great. I'd, I'd rather have them than middle than middle school kids. Yeah. Those guys, they're yeah. they're disrespectful. My mom did that for thirty five. Disrespectful years. lot. Saint. Absolutely. I got saint. a couple good things. Um. Okay. Awesome. Good, because I got something I hate. I want to say this. Hit me with the good things. um, Because we talk a lot after shows, and it finally hit the other night after game four. uh, You could say what you want, people. There's no other player in the NBA that would come out and talk to you in his flip-flops after a win on the road in game four of the NBA finals than Stephen Curry. Nobody. Nope, nobody. And nope. Uh, I just, we talked about him last week and the people and the idea that people have of him. I'm just telling you right now, being in those circumstances in multiple NBA finals and seeing that happen and seeing how he did it, I'm just trying to tell you, the listener, the fan that watches everything and reads everything and listens to everything and you have created your opinions. There's no other player in the NBA. Uh, of that caliber that comes out and talks to you uh, that night. Yeah. Can I piggyback that? Just to say the same, though, it just, which is I would echo my sincere gratitude. Since we've been doing this show, we've been incredibly lucky because we have had mm-hmm. um, some great teams and, you know, incredibly memorable moments. Yep. LeBron post, post a couple titles Mm-hmm. Met on Father's Day, one of them, memorable moments. But I mean, LeBron's been mm-hmm. on. I want to say just after those two titles, I believe we've had him on twice, and it was after they won those two titles. Uh, we've had a number of people through the years who we've had come on quite a lot because they've been really good, really good teams during our time. But Stephen Curry has been the most consistent yes to us. Breaks the record in the Garden. Comes on with us. Had 30, had 23 of his 33 in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter in Houston to beat the finger to beat James Harden. <laughs> and he had that broken finger and we were having a laugh. And I was yeah. trying to say goodbye to him. And you remember what he did? He wouldn't say goodbye because he wanted to tell me mm-hmm. how much he loved the thing I had done about my daughter 
and the one big thing on her mm-hmm. birthday. That's who the dude is because he yep. wanted to talk about being a girl dad. And and so after scoring 43 in Boston and doing the on-floor no. interview, he's not obligated to come out. Nope. Nobody would have. But this dude, who's one of the best players who's ever lived, did. And so you can do yeah. your Twitter bit and not like him and root against him and whatever. But um, just mm-hmm. know what sort of uh, dude we're One other about. thing. Uh, C- plenty continue. has been made about the Tennessee baseball team losing, and people have had their fun at that. And I, I get it. Listen, like, it's it. I, I've, I was going back through and looking at Tennessee and what they've done and what has happened to them. And if my – I'm not great at math – but like between the three major sports, Scott, at, there was a point earlier this decade they were paying three coaches from the major sports that weren't even coaching there anymore, and you know they ran hot and and everybody loved it, and then they got beat, and that's what happens, and that's why I just about your fan base is always embrace the journey, man. Like don't take anything for granted, and plenty has been said about Tennessee, but I don't want to talk about Tennessee. I want to talk about the Oklahoma girls softball team. And how unbelievable it was to watch them do what they did because Tennessee was what, what they call it now in Omaha, two in barbecue last year when they went to Omaha and thought they were the big dogs. They were two losses and gone. And Oklahoma won a title last year in softball and came back and everybody knew they were the best team. And they annihilated teams. And my favorite thing about that, and we had Jocelyn Allo, you had Jocelyn Allo on the show, and she was she was awesome. I, I, we did. She was so good. She answered every yes, question about the expectations and talked about her teammates, how much fun. And you could tell she enjoyed every second of it. But my favorite thing about Oklahoma playing yep. Texas in that series, and I could be totally wrong here, I didn't see Oklahoma or anyone on the girls' softball team do that stupid horns down thing one time. They just went out and played. And I feel like we're, we're ramping up here to college football and Texas is playing Alabama week two and Oklahoma is got a new coaching staff and they're riding high. And I just, I talked about it with, with bear today on our podcast. And I, I, the Oklahoma thing was like seeing those girls do so well and treat it the way it's supposed to be and just focus on yourselves and do what you're supposed to do. I really feel like there's this weird sense of Oklahoma football that's rooting against Lincoln Riley and USC more than they're going to root for Oklahoma this year. And I'm, and that's the problem. Like you talked about rooting against people last year in the NBA. I really get that sense. And we didn't talk about this a lot, but being at Southern Hills in Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago, that's all anybody from Oklahoma wanted to talk about was, was I'm not sure how good Lincoln Riley's going to be at USC. Who cares? You got your guy you wanted, and I'm in the tank for Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback from UCF. I think that kid's a stud. And now you got Levy coming in, who's an unbelievable offensive coordinator. Root for your squad. You got a great opportunity here without losing a beat here. And I just don't understand. It just goes back to seeing how good the Oklahoma girls treated their journey and their then their road to a championship. And that's how good it should be. It should be awesome to watch. And we watch every night. So it's just an idea of just in, enjoying the ride, man. And, and don't worry about other stuff. You don't have any control over root for your team. It's, it's totally fine. That's I, I hadn't thought of it that way, mm. but they were incredible. 
the stats on that team were impossible to believe. They they run rolled more people than than scored like than scored runs against them. I mean, no joke. They they ended more games by winning by more than double digit runs than people scored against them during the season. The, the, the first inning, every stat's a joke, but Alo mm-hmm. was so she was so cool because she was honest. No, nope. she didn't try to do the self deprecating thing. She's like, <laughs> I know I left my mark, and I'm like, Yes, you did. Yes, you did, and so did that team. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun time of year, you know. Championships, championship season. We talked about Maryland's lacrosse run. Uh, the o, the OU uh, softball team was an absolute juggernaut, uh, and they finished it off. And uh, that, that's really well said. Really well said about who they were and what they were. I had a thing. I had a thing that I'm that I'm down on, but I'm I'm, I'm going to punt on it because I I, I want oh. I want to end on an uptick. All right. We should all enjoy our journeys. Don't don't embrace the negative. Like uh, embrace the positive, and um, and let's let's end on an uptick rather than rather than on a negative. I like it. Uh, to all the pops out there. Uh, if we're working Sunday, we'll be doing it with a smile on our face. We'll see you then. If not, yeah, we'll be dead. We'll be dead sober. You'll be hammered. I, I, is Father's Day a day to just to just sit back and just pop Schlitz? No, maybe not. Maybe not hammer, but like you're gonna if you yeah. want to have a couple. Yeah, that's the day. That that's the day where. Well, listen. After right? you've been going solo dad duty, you got you got an absolute uh-huh. wide berth, my man. You got all five lanes, <laughs> no guardrails, no brakes. <laughs> we'll be going in the work. Uh, if we are, hey, listen. If we'll we are, it'll be a game seven, and it, uh, and it'll be fantastic. Absolutely. Um, if it's not, we'll see you down the ocean. Uh, be good until uh, until next week. Thanks for being with us as always.